0: Branding BFF is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to Branding BFF, a podcast for service businesses, creative professionals, and coaches. I'm your host, Lisa Spear. I'll be having authentic conversations with entrepreneurs and brand creators, So you can gain behind the scenes insights and inspiration to apply to your branded business. Please note, these are uncensored conversations with guests. So there's a chance there'll be adult language. Today's topic is building a strong brand foundation. And I've invited Patty Leskowitz of Agile Mindset Consulting to join me. Her business helps solopreneurs, startups, and small businesses really solidify the foundation of their business. And get out of the danger zone. There's a couple reasons why I picked Patty for this conversation. One, I worked on the branding for Agile Mindset Consulting with her and know how passionate she is about creating a strong brand foundation. Two, Patty understands the many challenges of small businesses. And lastly, the work I do to help small businesses build a strong brand foundation and the work Patty does to solidify a business foundation have a lot in common. These conversations go hand in hand So you really get two great topics in one. Welcome, Patty. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Well, let's let's start with uh, talking a little bit about brand foundation, because that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So just from your perspective, having done a little work on your brand foundation recently, um, what are the things that you think of when you think about building a strong brand foundation?
1: Well, Lisa, I can tell you what it's not. (laughs) Okay, It's not just a logo. Oh, you're Um, speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been in the small business world for about 13 years now. And I would have to say until I worked with you and went through your process and built my brand, I kind of thought it was just about the logo.
0: Yeah, I think the thing about it is, is like, it's so common to think about a logo as the first thing. And that's not a bad thing. Yes. It's just, it's only one piece of the brand puzzle. right? So I love like, you're like, oh yeah, like that's my first thought. <laughs> and I also know now that it's way more than that. So what were, what were the things that you felt like were particularly useful before we ever even got to the logo
1: part? Well, as I was mentioning to you before, my work with you brought out so much of my natural personality. I think for a long time, and I'm not alone here, it's we're afraid to claim who we are. Maybe inside we know who we are. We know what we want to project out into the world. But we're just scared. We're afraid people won't accept us. They won't like what we have to say. But I think as a small business owner, you have to do a lot of work to get past that. You have to realize I've got to own who I am. And some people will like it and some people won't. Yeah, and you've got to just be okay with it. Yeah, so before this, we were talking a little bit, and you particularly brought up the whole
0: part about working with businesses in early stage in the danger zone. Yes. And you had a reaction. (laughs) We were working on that, and you're like, you said it, and then you, like, had a reaction. So tell
1: us about that. (laughs) Sure. Well, um, I also had you build my website, which uh, I'm so excited about it. Um, I've been promoting it everywhere because it is just gorgeous. But besides that... um, we worked a lot on the content creation, the copy for it. And when I was writing and I was in the moment, I was being who I was. And then, you, you know, you showed me the website, the final product, and I saw the headline and I said, oh, my gosh, that's so scary. I can't say that. Somebody's going to be offended. But then I said, no, this is who I am. I want to shake people up. I want them to realize um, that. If you don't take some serious action, you're going to be part of the 50% of businesses that don't make it. Yeah. And who wants to be there,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. And the copy you know, started way back when we were working on the strategy, yes. which was really around you describing the kinds of people that you were going to be supporting the most. The people yes. that you have seen time and time again that you felt needed the most help yes. and the most um, consulting that mm-hmm. you knew you could provide. And so like, the copy... Didn't come out of nowhere, right? right, either, exactly. right? like it me. came. It came out of those initial conversations <laughs> where we we're talking about what's the purpose of your business, like who are the people that you're serving, um, what are their biggest challenges, what is the thing that you'll be providing that will be a way out from this danger zone, essentially. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. It didn't <laughs> come from nowhere, exactly. Um, I love to write. I I love to blog, I have an email newsletter, um, social media a bit, and it really allows me to get into the flow and kind of talk about who I am and what I stand for. But then when you put it out in the world, you have to claim it. Yes, And that's what my website has done. Um, As most people, like I mentioned, struggle with putting themselves out there. I think in this day and age, people appreciate authenticity. Yeah. And that is the most important thing about developing a brand, finding out who you are and then being authentic about it. And then your clients will find you because it will resonate with them.
0: Yeah. And just to even go back what you said about, you know, some people think it's just a logo. There are people that are amazing logo designers who work that way. So we're not dogging those people. No, not not in the slightest. It's just a different um, approach and a different way of working. And I think that's going back to the part about your brand foundation. I think one of the things that I think about when I'm thinking about a brand foundation, I'm thinking of all that behind the scenes stuff that we do before anything gets actually created and put out into the world. Yes, yeah. <laughs> It's all those conversations we were just alluding to. Um, but then there's the part of your brand foundation where it is about all the pieces of the puzzle. And actually having them reflect you, be authentic. Um, It's all the connection points between you and your clients. So that's going to be the visual points, Mm -hmm. your website, your logo, your business card. Um, It's going to be the tone of voice, the kinds of content that you're providing for your clients, and the way they get to experience working with you, frankly, like the customer experience. Yes, absolutely. So let's switch gears just a little bit and think about you mentioned something about how it's been different when you had earlier businesses, the way that happened, the way that worked. Um, But there's also in each business, no matter what kind of business you have, there is a need for a business foundation. Yes. So where do you see branding fitting into that
1: in the big picture? That's a really great question, Lisa. Um, I think it is the most important thing.
0: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. (laughs) Um, I did not set you up for this. (laughs) No, you did
1: not. Um, If you, so many people have created great products and great services, but if you cannot communicate that properly to anybody, nobody's going to be aware of who you are. How would they know to buy your product or service? And so much about the brand foundation is, you know, developing who you are and who you stand for and then communicating that out into the world. And if if everything doesn't jive, Mm -hmm. then people get very conflicting messages. That's true. And I think that, you know, there are over 600,000 businesses started every year, small businesses and only 50% make it. And you have to ask, well, why not? And yeah. it's it's the foundational pieces. So you have to start with, yes, I, I'm really excited about creating this product or this service, but you have to know who you are, because then you have to go out and communicate that with people.
0: Well, I think that makes a lot of sense. And of course, I'm a little biased, <laughs> being that branding is my world. But right. I do think that Branding is a core thing for people to connect with their clients, and you can have an amazing business and not a great brand. You can also have a great brand and not a great business. Right. So I feel like both of those things go hand in hand, and that's why I also thought it was really good to have you on today, Mm -hmm. because you are such a committed person for having a strong business foundation. Yes. what are the some of the things that you feel like are key for a business foundation? Or I can say it another way, what are some of the issues and challenges people have that put them in that danger zone yes. that are missing from
1: their brand, the uh, business foundation? Yes. So let's say you have your product or service. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have your logo. Um, you have some social media accounts. Um, so what's next, right? A website. A lot of people have a website. Um, It's very easy to make one. Um, You professionally make them. So, you know, that's somebody you can hire as well to help you with your foundation. But then once you go beyond that, you start to think about, okay, I have all these tasks that I need to do. All of a sudden, you have everything piling up on you and you can't make heads or tails of any of it, right? Because it's not just I have clients that I need to serve. It's I have to make, you know, five Facebook posts a week or I have to do all of these things. So how do you manage it? How do you invoice? How do you uh,
0: keep, track of, keep your, track of your
1: appointments? Exactly. <laughs> so, yes, there's a lot of technology to help you manage all this, but then you have to manage all the technology. Right. <laughs> Plus manage all those tasks. So one thing that I bring to the table to help people is to create business systems, This could be anything from, you know, managing your tasks using project management software. This could be creating a system to hire employees and onboard employees and manage them. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be, you know, how do you onboard a new client? How do you get them from point A to then, you know, through all those steps to actually getting them to hire you? Yeah. The systems are what are really important, and you have to consistently follow your systems.
0: Well, and it makes me think about you brought up the social media, for example. It's such a perfect example because I think, as a small business owner or an entrepreneur, there's all the things that you see other people doing, and then you think, I got to do that too. Yes. So I would imagine, I'm just guessing, that part of what you're also working with is people. Helping them prioritize and helping them figure out what are the things that are going to be the most impactful for them versus the things that are actually just keeping them busy.
1: Yes. And it's great that you brought that up because let me talk about Agile. (laughs) (laughs) So Agile is, I mean, you'd call it a framework. People might be familiar with the term project management. So Mm -hmm. I'll just throw that out there because it's very user-friendly. It is something that was developed in the technology world to help them get their products out quickly because technology changes all the time, constantly, and you have to keep up. Well, this style of project management or this agile framework, as we call it, is now kind of trickling out of the big corporations, you know, those Fortune 500 companies. And it's trickling down in many different ways. What I want to do is bring that to the solopreneur. And the reason I bring that up is because um, it helps you manage your tasks, number one, keep track of everything, but do it in a very sustainable way. Mm -hmm. Um, When I started my business. I said, I know I have to do an email newsletter every week. Well, this is for me. Nobody has to do anything. Right, right, right. (laughs) This is in my mind. (laughs) This was part of your strategy. (laughs) Right. Um, I know I have to do an email newsletter every week. I'm, you know, posting on LinkedIn, posting on Facebook. Oh, gosh, then there's Instagram. When do I start that? And I came up with a system that I can do sustainably because I've done this before. I've had a prior business and then a prior business before that, and I did not do it sustainably and I burned out. Yeah. So my goal is to help people set up these sustainable systems in their business and maybe add one thing at a time when they have everything else, you know, okay, we're ready to do something new. And that helps them keep this going as opposed to just say i'm not doing this anymore because i just cannot handle it what are the
0: some of the signs that you can tell when someone's in the danger zone because i know you've talked a little bit about overwhelm yeah what are some of the other red flags
1: um i would say that well i mean this this goes along with being overwhelmed is that you can't manage to get anything done Mm -hmm. you're working on 10 million different things at once and doing little bits of this and little bits of that, but nothing actually gets released, as they say in yeah. the tech world. There's no product release. You're just not getting the traction.
0: You feel like you're all you're doing is being busy, spinning but- your wheels. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So I've, as I mentioned, you know, when I when I started this business, I said to myself, well, if I'm going to advise people on how to do this, I need to walk the walk myself. And I created a system to help myself manage my tasks. And I found that when I get lazy about it, all of a sudden nothing gets done. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have to course correct and say, okay, no, I got to stick to my system. Well, it makes me think about
0: the, one of the things that I see is in common with how we work is the fact that we do have a framework or a system we work within, but we really help people bring out what's authentic for them, personalize it, customize it. Yep. Um, so speak a little bit more about the role of people bringing their unique challenges, um, both for branding and for business. Like there's there's actually no one's cookie cutter, no one's one right. size fits all. And that's where I get so frustrated with like formulas. <laughs> right. I'm always like, no, right. frameworks, <laughs> not formulas. So a um, little, yes. little long on my explanation there, but I think the point is that you know, there's something that I see that's in common, like how we can both bring out what's true for the other person. So yes, can you tell me a little bit more about
1: how you do that? Well, the, the way the agile framework works um, is it's iterative. So when I work with my clients, we come up with goals. Mm-hmm. And that sounds very cliche. But we sit down and we come up with you know, what, first of all, who are you and what do you want to accomplish with your life? And then how do we set your business up to actually get you there? So we come up with the goals. We come up with a roadmap of, you know, we do this first and this second, and this next. Then we come up with milestones and then the tasks that get you from milestone to milestone. But this is an iterative process. So we might start with goal number one, And we work on it, we get whatever it is out there into the world, and then we may realize the world doesn't want this. I need to pivot. And this is where it gets a little uncomfortable um, because people wanna just stick to what they're doing. And in order to adapt to this rapidly changing world, we've gotta pivot. So we have to say, okay, Do we need to just give this more time? Or do we need to just go in a different direction and start working on something else? So the framework is very flexible in that way. It also has a lot of um, testing with it. So you put something out there. You see, do people resonate with this? Do they not? What can I tweak? So in our next iteration, we're going to tweak these things. We're going to put it out there again and see the response. So it's very flexible, and it it changes with you. It changes with your customers. Well, that just
0: made me think about if someone's actually in the danger zone, something's not working, right? And so you do have to test to figure out what are the pieces that need to get in better alignment, what needs to be adjusted, Mm -hmm. what are the missing gaps that can be plugged
1: (laughs) so that you can actually get some of that traction. Yes, and the important thing about hiring – A neutral third party such as myself or you know any other person that you want to bring in support with is that they see things that you don't right they don't they recognize maybe your blind spots or they look at things from a different perspective and they can say you know what maybe this isn't working because of this reason so let's try this and then the client has to kind of let go of control and say you know what let me try something new.
0: So was there anything that occurred in our building your brand foundation that you felt like maybe challenged your thinking or did you feel like everything was kind of smooth sailing for you?
1: That Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I felt like the process that we went through really pulled everything out of me naturally. Mm-hmm. But like I mentioned, when, when I saw it up on the website, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 wait a second. This is going to offend somebody. And then I went back to you know the document that we created together. And I said, no, this is who I am. I've got to stick to it. <laughs> so yeah, it pushed some buttons. But I think I had done so much work prior for the past few years on self-discovery through many different avenues that I was at the point where I was ready to accept it. Yeah. I think that is something about
0: being an entrepreneur. It does take a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to look at, you know, what you're standing for, what your business is standing for, your brand. Um, but it also takes courage to, like, there isn't like just a linear path. It, yeah. You know, as much as we want like to have this perfect step-by-step for anything that we're up to with our business, yep. it just, it never seems to work quite like that. You know, yes. there can be fluctuations in the economy. There can be things that happen, you know, way outside of our control, um, that actually can impact our businesses and our brands,
1: frankly. Yes. And you have, no one's ever prepared for those things, but I think if you're confident in what you're doing and what you stand for, you're, better equipped to handle those changes, because you have the confidence to soldier on, even if you have to pivot.
0: Right. And I think that's the thing. People might get scared when they hear that word pivot. Yes. Because it does mean a certain amount of potential reinvention. Mm -hmm. But I'm imagining there's also the part of, like, there's still the core. Yes. That is still, you're holding true to, like, the bigger vision uh, the bigger commitment. So how do you help people kind of wrestle with keeping their eye on the bigger commitment while the smaller pieces might be shifting?
1: Yeah, that that is why we do a lot of foundational work with developing goals and the roadmap and really investigating, who, like I mentioned before, who the person is and what they want out of their life. Because when you're clear with that then other things start to fall into place. And it's not that when I use the word pivot, it's not that I'm saying you scrap everything and start from square one. Oh my gosh, that's frightening, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, 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 no. I am saying that, let's say you create a workshop and you go out into the community and there was a little bit of a part of it that maybe didn't resonate. So, let's go back and work on that that 5 minutes to to clarify it. So maybe you close another sale. Got it. Got so, it. So you're
0: not looking at it like you're pivoting your whole
1: business. You're no, looking at pivoting no, no. as shifting, making a move to better align. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's a great a great question that you asked that to clarify that. Um cuz as I was writing a new email newsletter yesterday, um and this is kind of one of the things I was talking about. Um, we know who we are. Yeah. We think about our business 24 7. It's going on in our head all the time. And that's why branding is so important because when you get your message clear, then you can communicate it to somebody else so they know exactly what you mean by what you say. And then it allows people to opt in or opt
0: out, right? Yeah. Like I always think about a really good brand is like a magnet. It's mm-hmm. going to attract the right people yep. and it's going to repel the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I'd imagine for entrepreneurs, particularly early stage that you work with, um, there is probably some of that fear, the concern, like I don't want to turn anyone away. Yeah. So do you see, or how do you see that showing up for people or in your own businesses in the past?
1: Yeah. That, yeah, that was my my website moment, right? <laughs> that was my re- website moment. But what I realized is, and I think I, I heard one of your previous podcasts, somebody said this as, as well, um, you don't want every customer. Correct. Was that Leanne the car chick? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was a great one, by the way. Um, and it comes from, and this is kind of related it comes from the idea that there is enough business for everybody out there. Yeah, there There's a scarcity mindset where you say, I have to take as much as I can, and I'm taking away from you. But then there's the other mindset where there's enough in the pie for everybody. I mean, how many... Is there like 900,000 people in Charlotte? I know they're not all business owners, but even if a, if a good portion of them are business owners, let's even call it 10,000. I'm making up a number. How many... Of those 10,000 people, can I really effectively serve? Right. (laughs) Right. You're not trying to work with all of those 10,000 people. So there's going to be other people, other consultants that, you know, certain clients will resonate with them. Certain clients will resonate with me. And there's enough business for everybody out there. And there's so many different stages of business, too. Exactly. I think that
0: what someone needs in the early years can be very different when someone's really at that point where they're trying to really grow or scale or, um, you know, get into a new market. Like, those are all different challenges than those foundational pieces, which is the area that you really focus on. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we talked a little bit about staffing. We talked a little bit about systems. We talked a little bit about really knowing who you are. Um, Are there any other areas that you see commonly come up that are contributing to the problem areas that businesses are having?
1: I think this, and this relates to pivoting, you know, fear of change. Yeah, that's a good one. You get stuck on an idea and you just want to work harder and harder and harder and harder (laughs) thinking eventually it'll work out. But like I mentioned, you know, having support there to say, you know, maybe let's try something different. Yeah. Um, You know, that, that fear of change, but it's not just small. I mean, it's a human trait. Sure. People are, people are just scared. And I think as an entrepreneur, you, you have to be willing to let go. Well, I think particularly in the era
0: of, um, People definitely are seeking more authenticity, but there's also still this whole culture of, mm. I'm killing it in the entrepreneur game and right. like, you know, entrepreneur life or whatever the hashtag, you know, is out there. Um, right. And I think that sometimes people are afraid to admit that things aren't going great. And they have this expectation that early on that they should just have it all figured out. Never mind that we know, ne- yep. most of us never went to business school. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's so much of entrepreneurship that is figuring out how to have something work for you and your business. It it's not just, like I said, a one-size-fits-all. But I think that fear of like actually admitting mm-hmm. that maybe something isn't going very well or maybe yeah. uh, you're working really hard but you don't see what's missing. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is a good tip for people who are kind of struggling with that, Uh, I don't want to give the wrong impression. I don't want to let people know. Like, how would you
1: advise them to get support? I would say find either a mentor or somebody who has traveled the road before you and learn from that person. Yeah, so they can say like, hey, been there. It's okay. (laughs) You'll survive it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you have to have some people in your corner that you can have honest, authentic conversations with. I'm struggling with this. What do I do about it? You know, and then, you know, here's the authentic part. Down the road, you can then tell your clients or on social media, hey, this is what I struggled with. This is how I got through it. Yes. Because it's one thing to sit there and complain. Right, right. I can't handle this or I'm whatever it is, but it's another, it's a whole nother ball game to have a story to tell people like, this is where I was and this is what I made it made through. Yeah. Well, I think what it does is it gives inspiration and
0: gives people hope, but it also provides that. Oh, Okay they actually went through something similar or they went through something way worse than what I'm going through. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, just in, in wrap up, um, where can people find you? And is
1: there any final thoughts you have to share with us? Well, my website is agilemindsetconsulting.com and I am on LinkedIn and Facebook. We'll make sure and put that in the show yep. notes. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, my my last name is Aleskowitz. It's very challenging for people to spell. That's why I didn't use that as my business name. <laughs> but I will tell you that that's um, my social media. So it's good. Thank you for, for linking that under the show notes. So people don't have to worry about uh, spelling that. But I'm I'm out there in the community. I love to do workshops. I love to speak to small business groups. And you're based in Charlotte? I'm based in Charlotte, so I'll be happy to talk to your group. Just contact me. You can contact me through my website as well, Um, and we can see what we can co-create together for your, your clients and your group. Well, thank you so much, Patty. It has been such a pleasure talking about
0: both the brand foundation and the business foundation. I just thought that would be a good combination for our listeners so we can kind of get a two for one today.
1: All right. Thank you, Lisa. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining the Branding BFF crew. Subscribe to stay connected to more behind the scenes brand conversations with entrepreneurs and brand creators. We also welcome your rating and review on iTunes so more people can find us. This show is brought to you by Spear Creative Edge, a strategic branding business. We help small business owners build a strong brand foundation so they can connect with their ideal clients and use their time, money, and energy more effectively. Learn more at SpearCreativeEdge.com.